gonna write a book about everything So many things that we can explore Documented in a series of podcasts I'm not sure what we're doing this for Flight 29's big book of everything Burn all the textbooks cause they're obsolete It's our attempt to rewrite history By making podcasts every other week Hello, I am Dan. I am Charlie. And I am Rich. And we're Flat 29, and this is Flat 29's Big Book of Everything, Chapter 32, and it's boring. Podcast. On this chapter on boring, we are going to take a slightly different format than usual. What we're going to be doing is... Each of us are going to be suggesting some everyday activities that objectively are really boring. However, they're activities that we particularly enjoy. So we are each going to be suggesting one of these activities and convincing the other two that these previously boring activities are actually amazingly exciting. Does that make sense? Yes. Kind of. First question, do you find overlong explanations of concepts boring? Definitely. (laughs) Well, I'm glad we've got that out of the way now. So my first boring item that I would like to boringly submit to you guys is DVD extras. Uh, Are you a fan of DVD extras? I never watch the DVD extras. (laughs) I don't know why, because they're all there, but I just don't watch them. They're not interesting, Rich, that's why. I suppose. (laughs) I think the general consensus is that they are boring. And that would be reflected in your comments there. But I enjoy a DVD extra, and I'm not a massive movie buff. I don't go out and watch DVD extras for every single film I buy. I'm not a mental. But when I'm particularly into a film, I will. I don't do things in half measures. I will sit there and watch absolutely every single thing on that uh, on that DVD. I systematically work through watching everything. Uh, my girlfriend has often come home and found me watching an hour-long documentary on the innovative use of Foley effects or something like that. Or porn. Or, or porn. <laughs> well, that was what or, the end was going to be. Depend. Dep- <laughs> Like on another note, my girlfriend has often come home and caught me watching porn. But that's for another day. But do you like uh, long documentaries about uh, the intricacies of the use of effects in a film? The thing is about DVD extras is I think I'd probably quite enjoy them, but I just never get round to them. <laughs> because of your busy life. They're never at the forefront of my mind. Well, they should be. You obviously, you sound like you, because you sort of devote time to it. I do. And it is like, you know, it's for particular films. So recently... As a lot of people know, I've been very obsessed with the film Scott Pilgrim. It's amazing. And so I have... They've got a massive shit ton of extras on that DVD. So I do watch them all. Pre-production footage of the actors training, behind-the-scenes <laughs> production vlogs, story du- storyboard design featurettes. I'll watch the whole thing. And it's good. It's good to see it all come together. And I feel... What it makes you feel like is that you worked on that film. <laughs> Even though you didn't, you know so much about it. You feel like a member of the crew. Storyboard design featurettes is probably the most boring DVD extra. <laughs> I, no, I think it's not. I would rather watch an hour and a half on the intricacies of Foley than I would on, uh, yeah, quite. Well, we did some drawings and then we painted the drawings based on oh, the script. Oh, there's so much more to no, it there, than that, there Charlie. Isn't, I'll lend you the featurettes. No, I don't want to see it. I draw the line <laughs> at looking at storyboards 
or a photo gallery of the posters that were released. That's true. You know, it's not that there's, it there's not a skill for the people who did it. It's okay. just that I don't care. I have to admit, I do draw the line at gallery of stills. Forget, forget that. Gallery of stills is like a knife to the eye. But, exactly. Um, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Eleven outtakes real. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, especially on a comedy. Now, an outtakes real is like the non-DVD extras connoisseurs way into DVD extras. That's- you start off. Yeah, it's like come for the outtakes real. Stay for the uh, boring storyboard. For, for, for storyboards featurette. <laughs> what about on things where the the extra is the trailer for the film? Yeah, I, I uh, won't bother with that. <laughs> that is ridiculous because isn't it? you've seen the film. Yeah, and then the extra for you to watch is the trailer for the film you've just seen. So you know what happens. And yeah, any excitement generated by the trailer or longing to see the film is negated by the mm. fact you've just seen the film. All right, well, <laughs> if you're not enamoured with the extras that I've suggested, what extras would you want then? What 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 do you want? What would get you into DVD extras? Porn. No. Well, like all, all the actors <laughs> naked. No, just yes. standing still in front of the camera. Yeah. <laughs> and the camera's just, just trained on them for about half an hour. And they just, they're just blinking and just, you know, scratching every now and again. What about if they had sort of a video game? As oh. That would be good. See, I'd be all right with that. That's like a franchise though, isn't it? Yeah. They're not going to do that though, Charlie, because they can charge extra for the DVD. It can't be quite that good. It has to be a bit shitter than that. Well, then I don't want to see any. <laughs> what about a fun bag? Right. What's that? Um, it comes with the DVD and it's a bag <laughs> yeah. with all of What's the taglines from the film on it and a picture. So hang on. What? Just a bag though with nothing in it's it. I extra. thought it was a fun bag because there was fun things <laughs> no, in it. It's fun. It's just, just a, a fun bag. Well, like bag. a plastic bag. It's, it's funner than a regular bag. <laughs> Because it's got the taglines. Yeah, <laughs> the taglines and the picture on it. So what do we think? Char- uh, what what do you reckon then? Boring or not boring so far? Definitely boring, I think. <laughs> okay. Charlie? I think the majority of them were boring, yeah. I think, in conclusion, DVD extras are a brilliant shit idea. <laughs> Correct. All right. Well, we'll file that one under boring for now. Talking about a subject Going off topic a bit Dan said something funny Charlie laughed and so did Rich Something that I find really interesting, which other people don't, is the uh, the state of the world music industry. I mean, not world <laughs> music, but music industry in the world in general. Right. And it's not because it's an uninteresting topic, it's because I don't know when to stop about it. Right. So somebody will ask me a general question about, you know, something on the grounds that I might know a bit about it through work or something. And then okay. I then go for a long time way past whatever they actually asked and just watch their eyes glaze over as I talk <laughs> about it. So give us an example of, of something that maybe someone might ask Well, you. a friend of mine's in a band and he said, you know, what do you think about, you know, record deals and advances and stuff? You know, how much money right. would you get if you signed a record deal without getting any royalties? Yeah. And it then went into a very, very, very... I think I was there for about 45 minutes. Um, <laughs> with, and it wasn't a conversation, it was me telling him... Uh, um, about all the the different income streams from, uh, you know, selling records and merchandising and how record labels want to do more and more 360 deals so they take in bigger cuts of merchandising and ticket sales. Oh no, it's happening now! It's happening now! Exactly, 
it's something I can just go on about for ages, and it's not, it's not exciting. So your technique then, Charlie, this is something obviously which you're very interested in that other people aren't. Your yeah. technique is just to continually talk at them, leaving no pause for them to interject. Pretty much, yeah, <laughs> relentlessly. It's not really intentional. It's just kind of, it's enthusiasm, and I've got lots of knowledge to impart. Right. So I go overboard. It's like, well, you ask, so you got exactly. You asked a question, and therefore I'm going to answer it fully. What you've done, Charlie, is you maybe you need to. Whether uh, you're giving them the whole hog there, aren't you? Whereas, yeah, like, yeah. maybe like you need to strip it down for the beginner. Strip down to your pants and start it off with just a few comments that are yeah. engaging. Definitely. Imagine the equivalent of the outtakes reel, Charlie. What is the music publishing equivalent of the uh, accessible outtakes reel? I don't know. Can you give us some kind of cold hard facts? Like, you know, last year, a thousand people died from uh, using their, their album advance for drugs, uh, arm, arms trafficking. Um, no, I could tell you there's a, massive, <laughs> <laughs> there's a massive decline in physical record sales. Look, Charlie, if you're going to be uh, kind of the mouthpiece for these facts, you need to have some, in your ammunition, some facts that you can just fire off at people. Bam, take that, facts. <laughs> oh, facts in the face. <laughs> ah, he got me. I want to know more. So maybe we could maybe we could help you think some up. So there's one about the arms trading. Okay. Uh, what else, Rich? <laughs> What other facts could could we give to Charlie to use? Next year, Justin Bieber's CDs were used more for eating than listening to. <laughs> that sounds like a solid fact. People found that his <laughs> CDs were more useful for chopping brie than <laughs> listening to the music. In the last year, Peter Andre saw, sold more records than Justin Bieber. That is the kind of facts I want to hear. That's the sort of facts I want to hear. Maybe <laughs> we should use Charlie's expertise on this subject to ask him some questions. So, Charlie, the future of CD sales. Yes. Who's going to be buying them? What demographic is going to continue to buy CDs? Uh, anybody over the age of about 45. Okay. Who struggles with technology and iTunes and digital downloads. What what demographic is going to buy cassettes? Um, anybody Dickheads. between the age of <laughs> yeah, a- 18 Correct. and 25 who lives in either Shoreditch or Brooklyn. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I don't know, Charlie. I feel like I'm not totally convinced yet, to be honest. How are you going to convince us? What? That is actually really interesting. You sound quite bored with it yourself is the problem. <laughs> so I'm bored of other people's reactions because nobody else instantly has the same nerdy knowledge that I do and so I can have an in-depth conversation. The thing about me Music is it? Music is interesting, but there's lots of things around music which are perceptually not that interesting. Yeah, recording, right. unless you're really into it, like recording yeah. is one of them. Like it is. Yeah. Musicians are like, oh, I don't give a shit. I just want to play my riffs. That is a <laughs> quote. That's a classic line. Yeah. <laughs> a quote from a recent recording session. And um, musicians. <laughs> On, as a whole don't really know anything about business either and they don't no, give a shit true. but they just want someone they want some stiff to sort it out for them <laughs> somebody in a suit who will tell them what's going on so so perhaps the conclusion to this uh, particular topic is it is boring and definitely don't do it yourself but get someone else to do it and then ask <laughs> find them. a friend who's interested in it <laughs> yeah well there we go then and then put them in touch with me so I can have friends Ah, oh, <laughs> all 
he wants his friends to talk about contracts with. Get in touch with Charlie if you want to be <laughs> yeah. his friend. If anyone wants to make a contract with Charlie about talking about contracts, <laughs> friendship sign contracts. this contract. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do do that. It's time for another Flat 29 hit A comedy song and then we'll talk for a bit Damn girl, you're looking flat 20 fine But when we're in the club, we're dropping flat 20 rhymes When we're in the club, we're dropping flat 20 rhymes And when we're eating breakfast, dropping flat 20 rhymes And when we're in the bath, dropping flat 20 rhymes Now on this podcast, drop some flat 20 rhymes Flat 20 Rhymes is a section where, in each chapter, we make a brand new song about the topic. And for this chapter on boring, I have made a song which is based on uh, the observation that R&B lyrics are really quite boring. Have you guys noticed that? Um, I've not noticed it, but now you say it, I'm thinking and I'm going, hmm, maybe they are crap. I think it's going through a, uh, a boring phase, and this came to a head uh, over the last... Uh, a couple of weeks. Have you heard of Rebecca Black? I have no idea about this. This is a recent uh, internet phenomenon. Uh, it's it's basically a young. Uh, I think she's about thirteen, and she made a song. It's a lovely song, and she went and I think her family paid to go to like, like this little recording studio, and they made a video for it. The song's called Friday, and it's the most hilariously boring song you've ever heard. It's her singing in a monotone voice about uh, just general mundane activities. I'll play you a little clip of it now. 7 a.m. waking up in the morning, gotta be fresh, gotta go downstairs, gotta have my bowl, gotta have cereal, seeing everything, the time is going, ticking on and on, everybody's rushing. So, so this has been sort of going around the internet recently. But I'm sure a lot of people have probably heard of it uh, already. And it's just, I, I kind of love it. It's amazing. And so I thought I would make my own boring R&B song, which I've tried to make as mundane and R&B as possible. So here it is, my boring R&B classic. Monday morning and I wake up at 5am. Can't wait to get dressed and go to work with my friends. Eat breakfast, get my wife to help me put on a shirt. Then I'm cruising in my car. I can't wait to get to work. Cause all of my colleagues are the coolest guys. Sitting ergonomic chairs in their suits and ties. If working in the morning makes us feel sad We'll just make a powerpoint of all the fun we're gonna have Yeah, yeah, yeah A checkerboard transition Yeah, yeah, yeah Embedded video Yeah, yeah, yeah We'll make it stand out and I'll print you off some handouts By Monday lunch I know this week is gonna be the best I'm eating Pret-a-Manger sandwiches at my desk Chicken, avocado and a touch of lime And all the while I'm flicking through the Financial Times I know this afternoon is going well When my boss tells me it's time to fire up Excel And calculate our profit margin since last August If my job equals brilliant then let's all sing the chorus Yeah, yeah, yeah Conditional formatting Yeah, yeah, yeah Pivot chart creator Yeah, yeah, yeah My colleagues call me the arithmetic operator 
got a lot of dogs that need editing and It's five, but I haven't done everything I'm staying back to get the job done oh. My boss might tell my mum I've had the best day ever I'm gonna live with my mate Trevor then. Head back to his for some guys We'll, we'll keep, keep working till sunrise I'm gonna send that fax about value-added tax And then I'll email Jeff, attach a PDF I'll take a conference call from here to Montreal Finally home by 10 and tomorrow I'll do it again Well, something that a lot of people find boring, especially my fiancé when we go out shopping, is that I like to look at leads. (laughs) Dog leads? Which sounds weird, doesn't it? Not leads for a dog or leads the place, which would (laughs) be weird. Which was my first thought. (laughs) Standing outside leads and looking at the sign, welcome to leads. Just look at leads. You're talking about computer cables and things. Well... I'm talking computer cables, audio leads as well, because near us, um, there's a great shop in the town of Wells, which is semi-popular as being the filming place for Hot Furs. Oh, I'd love to see some DVD extras about that. (laughs) Basically, there's a a shop there that I go into literally just to look at things. I never buy anything. (laughs) If I see it, something really trivial. It's funny because people do have those kind of shops like you know nice antique shops and everything but i'm guessing it's not one of them no it's like a tacky hardware shop but it has a (laughs) big section of like audio leads and cables and like connectors and things and in my head i think one day i'm gonna buy all this and build my own lead (laughs) i'm gonna build my own lead out of this place (laughs) hang on so you're not just looking at pre-made kit leads you're looking at lead components with the view to actually make your own lead (laughs) oh my god (laughs) but i never actually buy anything really or i I buy like a headphone converter or something which is really sort of boring 50p (laughs) yeah like 50p just just so you don't look rude but also just in general like if like we go shopping and we're in a supermarket i have to go in the electrical section and browse just leads. I like looking at leads, even if I'm not going to buy it. You mean you mean like kind of um, sort of extension cables and kind of multi-way plugs and that sort of thing and adapters. Yeah, I do like to look at adapters as well because sometimes I think I'll find my ideal power adapter. <laughs> like finding your soulmate. One day I'll really find an adapter that can adapt to me. But in in a supermarket. You're not going to get a high standard of leads. You're not going to get specialist leads. I know, it's <laughs> shit. I mean, you get, like, SCART leads, HDMI leads, and maybe some phono cables, but I still go and look like a sucker. <laughs> Why? You can't keep away. Well, and it's not like they've changed the range since you were last in there, either. It's exactly the same things every time. I know, it's always the same all the time, but I always have to have a look at the leads, because you never know. One day there might be a really interesting lead that I could add to my <laughs> collection of leads, which well, isn't very big because I don't get them very often (laughs) alright well what is an interesting lead I cannot fathom that (laughs) (laughs) when you say a really interesting lead what is that an exciting lead is like something maybe which connects two things that you didn't think 
would be able to connect <laughs> or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Like your washing like machine and your computer yeah. or something, and you can you can t- <laughs> you can download like, your clean clothing onto your computer or something. I don't know. I think the difference, though, Rich, is I find leads interesting to a point to buy like I'll buy a lead and I wouldn't even say interesting I'd say functional yeah but I'm not going to look at them I'll buy one if I need one but I'm not just going to browse it's like I'm looking in the wrong places as well <laughs> like I could be looking at so many great leads but I'm not <laughs> Have you ever been to Maplin? I have been to Maplin. That's the thing. That like, must be say, your dream. Say, you know if you go shopping with a girl. Have you ever been shopping with a girl? Not to Maplin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, that's where Maplin goes. Like, when you... I've been right. out shopping and, like, Han goes We off. should say, just for context, that Maplin's is an electronic shop. It is, Go. yeah. <laughs> Thanks. And, um... Han goes off to the clay shops and I go off to Maplin with all the other men that have left their women <laughs> looking at things that we're not going to buy but we'll potentially have an interest in and maybe have a chat with the sales assistant but that's Do all you? it is it's just what? a chat <laughs> It's not, not a purchase. Is it a knowledgeable sales assistant? I mean, how, how in-depth do you get about lead conversations? Then? It's a geeky teenager there on the weekends yeah. who knows fuck uh, So all. he's not as enthused as you are about leads, then? No, he's just he, in it for the money. He's just trying to make a sale. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't care Rich what you need for. Rich would work at Maplin for the love. He wouldn't, he wouldn't even have a salary. <laughs> It'd be like, Rich's performance was poor this year because he was just looking at leads. <laughs> Excuse me, can I just uh, buy this thing, please? Not now! <laughs> no, Look at the HDMI people. The shop manager, Rich, can you go and hang up these leads on the shelf, please? And they just sort of find him half in the box of leads going, yes! <laughs> yeah, like dropping them all over <laughs> yeah. my head, so I think. Yeah. It'd be like rolling around in a pool of money, but you'll be using leads. A pool of leads. <laughs> well, that's leads. Interesting or boring? Quite boring. Quite boring. I think I'm going to go for undecided. I want to see some leads before I make my <laughs> I'm mind up. See some leads. It's it a all tough depends. one. Rich has almost sold us on this, hasn't he? With he's, a, he's, he's sort of half sold me, and I'm going to try it out. His, his natural enthusiasm for leads is overbearing. I know. This is what's won me over. Leads are boring, but Rich's enthusiasm has slightly won <laughs> me round. So I'll give it a go. Is all I'm saying. Ah, uh, thanks, guys. Who's been getting in touch with us? Let's look at the letters page. Let's see who's been getting in touch with us in the last couple of weeks since our previous podcast. And this podcast letter section is going to be another job applications special. If you go down to flat29.com slash vacancies, you can see the many uh, vacancies we have on our Flat29 staff and how to apply. And people have been doing that. Over uh, the past few months, we have had people still applying for jobs. So we're going to go through some of these applications now and see who we're going to recruit to our Flat29 staff. So let's have a look at our first application. Name. Kelly. Role. Translator. Reasons for application. Sometimes you blokes use terms simple Americans just don't understand. Luckily, I am not one of them. I have successfully earned a degree in etymology. It's a real word. 
I would be the bridge that connects the UK to the US. A pretty long bridge, but hey, I'm not a really long person, but there's no other way to finish the sentence without making it sexual. <laughs> National insurance number. I'm an American. What the hell is insurance? Satire. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> do we need a translator? I mean, some of the things aren't getting across. Like, do Americans know about Maplin? Probably not. How could Kelly translate Maplin to uh, to the good folks across? The pond. Isn't Maplin an American store? Maplin could be American. We need we need someone, don't we? To we do need. And someone. I think they should be based literally in the middle of the pond, so to speak. Right. So the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. Um, maybe like on an oil rig. Uh, okay. <laughs> with a Skype setup, so that every time we podcast, like they're yeah. getting the views from America, like a sort of sure. foreign secretary for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be ideal. <laughs> so, Kelly, if you would like to accept this job, we would be willing to give you a job, but you must relocate to the centre <laughs> of the Atlantic Ocean on an oil rig. And we will not be offering any relocation expenses. No, you've got to sort that out. You're going to have to get there on your own back. So there we go, that's that one sorted. Let's have a look at our next application. Name. Robert Munro. Role. Imaginary friend. Reasons for application. I am imaginary. I have whatever skills you imagine for me. I can cope with any situation imaginable, unless you imagine that I have a secret weakness, like Superman and Kryptonite. Except everyone seems to know about Kryptonite, so please imagine that no one knows my secret weakness. Thanks. National insurance number. The square root of minus one. An imaginary number. <laughs> Good stuff. I like it. Well, I like his tactics here because he's essentially <laughs> applied for a job and said, I can do whatever you want me to do. <laughs> and that is a very good tactic. It is a good tactic. He's like, he's just whacked his CV up there. I think that's probably the best way to get a job, isn't it? it like, is, just isn't say, it? Yeah. imagine a job for me. I'll do that. <laughs> or not. Depending on what you imagine. Have we got any imaginary jobs that actually need doing at the moment, I wonder? Um, Have you got any things that you would be imagining, but you'd rather delegate? <laughs> maybe if we had an imaginary friend who just told us how great we were that'd be nice and that would help us because the podcast would be better because we'd have higher self-esteem yeah <laughs> like a sort of an imaginary manager sort of thing he's like <laughs> yeah. thinks we're great come on guys great one halftime team talk yeah that'd be amazing that'd be good an imaginanager imaginanager yeah. Yeah. yeah there we go that's an imaginary job go. title <laughs> well, it's an imaginary word I just made up there you go, Rob. You are officially hired as an Imaginanager, uh, and your main duties include giving us compliments. Let's have a look at our next application. Name. Gareth Williams. Role. Chief Child Spy. Reasons for application. You should hire me because my reasons are so secret, I'm not even going to tell you them. P.S. I don't work holidays. This also includes secret holidays. P.S.S. I am 11. National insurance number? 007. Sweet. That's great, isn't it? So a young 11-year-old Gareth is applying to be a chief child spy. Now, we do have a number of child spies that do need someone in a managerial position (laughs) to kind of organise them. So we do need a chief child spy. No, he needs to organise all the child spy gadgets. And, he does, doesn't he? Um, just day-to-day routine maintenance of the child spies. <laughs> what does that involve? I don't know, like polishing them. 
No. Polishing them up. Because they're brass. Oh, they're brass. Okay. <laughs> well, you need to look after our brass children, uh, Gareth. I hope you're up to the task. <laughs> they're not that needy, but they will require dusting. They're excellent spies. They just require brasso. Yeah, exactly, yeah. They're not the most efficient spies, but they really do require not very much maintenance. They look great. So that's good. <laughs> they do. They look, they they look great. They look bloody great, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, you're hired, Gareth. Get polishing those children. My dad's always on the internet. He goes online all the time. My dad's always on the internet. He's taking over his life. Oh, daddy, won't you talk to me? Sorry, son, I'm just doing a tweet. Seems like I only speak to you on Twitter, dad. At my dad, do you remember me? Hashtag, my dad's always on the internet. He's taking over his life. In our new regular section, we call up our good friend Brian Wilson, not him, but another one, and find out his opinion on this chapter's topic. So let's give him a call and start chatting with Brian. 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 Good morning, gentlemen. (laughs) Good morning, Brian. Nice to speak to you. And you, sir. It has been a fortnight. <laughs> You've been over here too long. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> I've been thinking about that word since you guys said it to me last time. Have you? What have you been yeah. thinking about it? Fortnite, two weeks. Fortnite, two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Just revising. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> good. Well, I'm glad you remembered. I'm revising for my meeting with the Queen. <laughs> well, when she will do some just quick-fire questions on British colloquialisms. <laughs> yeah, and she's going to knife me. She's going to knife you? Yeah, with her man down. <laughs> recurring theme. Recurring <laughs> um, Well, what we're talking about on our podcast this week, uh, Brian, is the subject of boring. And we were wondering what qualities in people you find particularly boring. Uh, maybe something they do or something they talk about a lot. Uh, themselves. <laughs> People are boring, aren't they? No, I I don't mind that. I like that. What what I what I am into is when somebody has a conversation like it's my turn, then it's your turn, then it's my turn, then it's your turn. Yeah, I like that conversational structure. But what I don't like is when somebody doesn't shut up. <laughs> right. <laughs> so when you, when you can't get a word in. And it's supposed to be a conversation, but they're just talking at you. So would you like it if you planned a structure beforehand? You came up to someone and said, right, we're going to have a conversation. <laughs> I've just blocked out five minute intervals in which we're going to do, we're going to talk. <laughs> and we've got to stick to this structure. Would that be good? It would. It would maybe be good. I think like those people, they need to be told and they need to be told perhaps in a rude way to get it across. <laughs> they can't, really? That they, that they shouldn't be doing that to other people. How would you tell them in a rude way? Way. Get over yourself. Do you shout at them? Shout at their family? I would be like, listen, you've been talking for the last five minutes. You asked me the question, so why don't you <laughs> shut up and listen for my response instead of interrupt- interrupting people every two minutes with everything that's about you, you, you. So shut the fuck up. I've actually had that speech from Brian. I actually agree with that. I hate it when people talk about themselves too much. Because obviously it's quite interesting to the person because it's about them. They're like, oh, I've got a car in Peru. I don't give a shit. Let's talk about me. (laughs) Well, how about then? What if you were talking to someone and they were talking loads but about you? 
Um, <laughs> so they're still talking loads, but saying all about, you know, how br- brilliant Brian is. Perhaps in the first couple of minutes, it could be slightly flattering unless they started <laughs> revealing personal information about you. Oh, yeah. There's, there's data protection issues, aren't there, I think, <laughs> with personal conversations like that. And I think we should yeah. be avoiding that sort should. of conflict. I agree. I actually have a friend who, or he's sort of a friend, but like... Um, Is it one of us before no, we... No, it's not one yeah. of you. It's not any of you. But like, literally, I became his friend because he was so complimentary about me. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, let's make this more formal. <laughs> Do you want to sign a friendship contract? Yeah, I'll, I'll give him a chance. He loves me. <laughs> well, Brian, as, as a final comment, have you got any advice to all the boring people out there? Well, I think they need to perform a self-reflection about the boring aspects of their life and try to recognize what is it, what are the things that are bothering other people about them. And if they really don't want to adapt, not saying change. (laughs) (laughs) This is is much more serious than I expected. This is like final thought with Jerry Springer, isn't it? (laughs) Take care of yourself and each other. (laughs) Um, No, sorry. I was trying to do a serious conversation there, but I don't really know where I was going. But it got too boring, and so that's proving (laughs) our point. I I got bored of it, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, there we go. Something there for us all to learn. I think the gist of it was find out what everything finds annoying about you and stop going the hell on about it. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. And to be honest, that's kind of what we're doing now, really, aren't we, in this podcast? We're trying to find out the things that we should stop talking yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's good news. Although although it's fine for us to talk about it because we're all slightly interested in it. Right? We're, we're not saying you have to change. <laughs> Just adapt. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much uh, for those insights, Brian. My pleasure, gentlemen. We shall speak again in a fortnight. How long away is that? <laughs> Two weeks. <laughs> Correct. Oh, that was the queen. See you later, Mum. All right, Dad. Bye, Mum. Bye, bye, Dad. Bye, bye, bye Mum. <laughs> okay, bye. Send us an email whenever you can. I know you're really busy deleting your spam. And why not jazz it up with an emoticon? Or a lolcat. Shut up, lolcat. I would like to introduce another boring topic to you now that I find fascinating, and that is the field of software updates. Now, how do you feel when you open up a program which you would like to use, and suddenly a little box, cheeky box, pops up and says... Oh, your version of this software 8.4 is now out of date and you should download 8.5 and there's a little accept button. How do you feel about that? Normally angry. (laughs) (laughs) Why? (laughs) Because I want to use the program and it's become inconvenient to me now. I mean, that is, I'll admit straight away that that is a slight flaw of the product update. They they come when you actually want to use it. That is true. Or 
or on the exception that the program, the last update they did didn't work properly, I'm glad to see it, but still annoyed the fact that they couldn't have made it work properly the first time round. It's like you open a program and immediately it disses you. It's like you're out of date, things have changed <laughs> since the last time, which might have only been like half an hour ago. Things have changed round here, and you're we've moved we've on. We've moved on, you and haven't. when the hell are it's, you going to get up to speed? It's even when you open up a program you like, and it then it admits its own faults straight off the bat. It's like, I'm kind of useless. There's things wrong with me. We did all of these things we did wrong. These are the things that aren't perfect about me. Yeah. Accept them. Move on. Take the update. Or there'll be compulsory updates that you don't like the updates. Like, you know, sort of iTunes and things quite often goes through uh. a massive overhaul of the way it works in all different boxes. It's like, what was wrong with the way it worked before? Yeah. The worst thing about that, Charlie, is when an, an update becomes mandatory. And iTunes yeah. loves that. It's like, yeah, yeah, you've got to download me or else you can't fucking use me. <laughs> but then but then they do like, they make it optional for a little while and they say, oh, do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? No, thanks. You sure you don't want to do this? No, thanks. Do you want to? All right, you've got to now. <laughs> oh, yes. fine. <laughs> it's like gentle and then come on. Yeah. Now it's yeah. mandatory. Right. No, I'm, I'm serious now. You've got to do it. Well, obviously product updates is an area which you guys aren't very enthused about but I'd like to put the case for software updates because I think the thing I like most about them is the possibility okay and I don't think I'm being too over the top when I say that product software updates are exactly like Christmas but better <laughs> because it doesn't happen it doesn't just happen once a year it happens all the time and not like on a set day it could happen at any time. So any time when you open up a program, you could have new things in it that you weren't expecting. And those things could be anything. I'm talking about a redesign of the main interface, uh, exciting new features, or even just, you know, minor bug fixes. It's the luck of the draw. You know, either you're going to get something exciting or something not exciting, but it's the possibility. I can see it from that point of view, you know, if it's going to yeah. really enhance your using the minor bug fixes, you know. <laughs> I've never... Well, you can say... I've never fixed a bug, but I know it's not interesting. <laughs> but, but this is what I'm saying. It's the luck of the draw. It's like um, pulling a cracker. One, one day, you might get a minor bug fix, which is the cracker equivalent of a shit metal puzzle. <laughs> but the next day, you might get hit the jackpot and get a uh, redesign of the interface and a new feature, which is the cracker equivalent of a uh, mini screwdriver set. <laughs> yeah, I see what you mean there. <laughs> so that it's, the, it's the surprise and the expectation and the possibility more than the actual features themselves. So rather than saying, oh, I love a software update because it'll give me a new button on the main page, it's more like, it could be anything. What's it going to be? And you don't know until you open it up. But that's exactly the thing I don't really like about it. I don't want these surprises. You don't like I'm quite change, happy with it the way it is. Oh, no, Charlie, I come don't on. need it to change You're stuck in your ways. I know. <laughs> You're stuck in your ways of looking at software. I don't like this onward march of technology when I'm not expecting it. <laughs> I need to be march. eased in. <laughs> it's like playing with things that maybe shouldn't be fixed. <laughs> it's playing God. I don't think I'm being too over the top when I say updating software is like playing God. God. It is, definitely, yeah. But what do you think? Are you uh, swayed by my wild hyperbole? <laughs> no. <laughs> do you think that it sounds amazing now? I think you're making some big claims, Dan. Um, <laughs> I am. I don't know. <laughs> 
So that was it. That was Flat 29's Big Book of Everything, Chapter 32 on Boring. And hopefully during that podcast, you have uh, discovered that all those things that you thought were boring were actually really interesting. Or you've just learned of a whole raft of things that you need to avoid. Is that fair to say? I think that pretty much sums it up, Dan. But if you are feeling bored after updating all of your software, then why not head down to flat29.com, click on music on the top navigation bar. Oh, I'll tell you what, navigation bars, that's something that's uh, very exciting and not at all boring. Click on the music button and go to our CDs page where you will find a whole load of the least boring CDs that you have ever heard. And you can buy them for very reasonable prices and it will all contribute to funding our boring lives. And podcasts. And podcasts. <laughs> so that's it. We will see you in two weeks' time with our next podcast. Bye! Bye! Bye. Big book of everything Another topic down A millions to go We've covered that in enormous detail There's nothing else you could possibly want to know I just need to really quickly do the loo Do the loo, alright then <laughs> So <clears throat>